I've been working with my dog on an e-collar for reactivity. He's made a lot of progress. We almost never get the lunatic lunging vocalizing anymore. Good. Now when we walk by a dog, he walks in a heel but seems so nervous. He yes. clings to my leg. Yep. With lots of lip licking and hackling. Yep. I'll take it any day over the Cujo he used to be, but ultimately I'd love him to be neutral and yeah. relax. Does this come with more practice or is there anything I can do to help him be less nervous? Yeah, believe it or not, I did a post today about working with nervous dogs. So all of that, who, who said that by the way? Rebecca. So Rebecca, remember back in the day when your dog was um, reactive? Okay, what you're seeing now is the real dog. The reactivity was how your dog dealt with all that. So now what you need to do is you can actually correct that hugging your leg. You actually can make sure your dog is in a better heel. Believe it or not, the remote collar is going to be your best friend. You can actually start doing spatial pressure exercises. So we have a course called Walk the Walk. And that's what? 30, $37. $37. It's also part of the Green to Graduate course on our academy. I think Joelle's going to put it up right now. And what I would do is um, I would look at the course, see if you want to buy it, but it is a game changer. It's a game changer. So what you're going to do is you're going to work your dog through the anxiety through a series of obedience, but also corrections. And that's what people struggle with is correcting a dog that's nervous, maybe fearful, but it's like, well, you can't reward it. Right? Next. Hey, we're live. How's everybody going? How's everybody doing? Stopping by to give thanks. Continuing education for dog owners and trainers is mandatory and grateful. Awesome. Dogs just stop doing bad shit. It's incredible. And then you get to start training your dog. <laughs> this is a Q&A show. And the way our Q&A show works is you will type in your question. Joelle will read the question. And I will answer the question. And if you've been following us long enough, if you're brand new to the show, welcome. If you're watching the replay, welcome. Um, we mostly talk about how to stop unwanted behaviors on this show. Mm -hmm. So most of our answers are apply a punisher, apply a punisher, apply a punisher. But in, in the 3.6 million seconds of a boarding train, which is the average boarding train, it's not like that. It's, you know... 1% tops, not even 1%, less than 1% tops of actually a dog being corrected. There's a huge amount of confidence building, positive reinforcement, um, full immersion into all kinds of different um, situation, environments, environmentals, um, exposure to the real world. Um, all of our traditional obedience is all done with reward-based, but most of the dogs that we rehab, which is there is a big difference huge difference and people have to really really understand that because you know doing this for 20 years ten thousand dogs fifty thousand videos and um and posts on social media i've got my share of hate and it's usually people that actually are not in the same arena they're not they have no idea what we're doing we're not talking about basic obedience we're doing advanced obedience and we're doing high level re rehab high level rehab with this is also with dog killers people dogs that put people in the hospital um these are with dogs that don't learn on the normal learning curve that supposedly can't be trained so you know a lot everyone's got an opinion but everyone also has an asshole and i think that it's really really important that people understand that there's a reason why we train the way we train we just actually came off of a wonderful um leech reactivity seminar and the feedback was thank you so much for number one the way you train the way you communicate 
and your philosophy because it's saving our dog's life. And it's just like, that's, that's all that, that's all that matters. Like that's, that's all that really matters. So um, the show tonight was originally supposed to be a seven. I switched it to six earlier in the day because we knew we were going to be back earlier and we really didn't want to do a seven to eight o'clock show just because we have other things to do um, like basic hygiene. Uh, so we also have a training center based in Providence, Rhode Island. Um, and that is high 95% plus board and train where we get dogs for four to six weeks, because again, we do very laborious work with these dogs. And this is not basic training. This is high level rehab. And there's such a difference. There's such a huge, huge difference between people that are working with happy-go-lucky puppies, people that are doing sport work, people that are doing agility work, people that are doing basic obedience. This is a whole nother arena. I've got massive respect for everybody in the industry, um, even people that hate me. I've got massive respect for. Respect is the wrong word. I have either respect or empathy, um, but hate is not in my heart. And I think people should just stay in their lane and help the end consumer because that's all that really matters is by helping families have better dogs that can now have better lives for both the family and the dog and cut the fucking bullshit with all the hate. And this industry is filled with it. And the, the marketplace is getting very, very transparent now and they're catching on and all the, all the asshole people out there are being exposed. Um, and there's people out there that love to talk to big game, but they don't put their work start during and finish work up online, but they're really, really big at criticizing other people. So that's time to stop. It's either show your stuff or shut up. Um, that was a little bit of a rant. Anyway, let's go. Michael said, Hey, hope you're both doing well. Things are good. We're about to, and we're at, we, so we just finished a, um, leech reactivity seminar. We already have a South Jersey, Philadelphia seminar. We already have a San Jose seminar. We're about to announce a Austin, Texas seminar, and most likely a Canton, Ohio seminar. The Canton, Ohio seminar, though, is going to cover all of the Midwest. So normally we do Chicago, Indiana. This is going to be replacing all of those. We've always done one in Canton. This was going to be hitting all of the Midwest. People drive six, seven, eight, nine hours to see these seminars. These are our two-day seminars. Um, next. Sawblade Entertainment thought YouTube had said you were starting at seven. The sudden talking threw me off because I had the page up waiting. LOL. Yeah, it did. I changed it earlier and I checked and it did eventually say six. Um, Facebook said six. Um, and then Instagram said six. So I apologize for anybody that was a little bit confused to a lot confused. But you can always watch the replay if you missed tonight's show. Sean, so much social media hate as of late this week. I saw some big IG trainers just slinging shit and calling you out. Yeah, you know, Sean, I see that a lot. And, you know, for any trainer, first of all, I'm not a social media trainer. Let's get that straight right out there. I know you didn't say I was, but some big, you know, so I'm not a social media trainer. I own a training center. I've been doing this for 20 years, 10,000 dogs. I travel the world training dogs. I just pass my free information on through social media. So actually, you know, it's like I'm an actual dog trainer. I'm working with dogs, not just talking about it. Um, so unfortunately, there are a lot of people out there that love to take my stuff out of context. But anybody that works with the dogs that we work with, and a lot, some people don't. They don't work with a lot of the dogs that we work with. They don't. I know they don't. Like, I, I know... I know where the berries are bodied, which is a common phrase to say 
for people that are like full of shit. It's like, I know what people are doing. Like, I know what, I know when people are talking one thing and doing another, but I don't call them out on it. I just happen to just share the truth and I just don't sugarcoat things. But unfortunately it is, I, it is the most unprofessional thing for a real professional dog trainer to talk shit about, or even negative about another trainer. I can give you a, I've got screenshots of all the hate. People send me stuff all the time. You know, I never respond to it. You'll never hear me mention another trainer's name. And it's just like, I've got all the information because I've been doing this for so long. Like I've been training dogs for a long time. I know everybody in the industry and it's so unprofessional for people to talk shit about other dog trainers. And I, as a business owner, I, as a consumer, am turned off by that. And I think most consumers are turned off by that. And for all of you out there that are looking for work, like say you're a dog trainer coming to another dog, dog training company. If I'm hiring another dog trainer and they talk shit about their last employer, I won't hire them. I won't hire them. Because I'm like, that's more of a reflection of you than the company that you work for. Just, just be like, it didn't work out. It's as simple as that. It's all you have to say. It's all you have to say. Or don't say anything at all. So I find it unprofessional. I know who these people are. I've seen, I've seen all their work. And it's again, it's just like, how about just helping people? Why are you wasting time? Next. Uh, KP, currently working on duration downstay with my seven-month-old 85-pound Corso. You guys are the absolute best, and I adore you. Thanks for everything you do. Good. So the duration work, on the, the big thing on the duration work is, is you need to go through the proofing stage, and you need to dummy-proof the dog. And that's where the reward-based training stops. So we do reward-based training to teach. So here, let's just put it right out there. We use clickers. We use a yes marker. We do positive reinforcement with food and a reward-based system to train basic obedience. There we go. So for all the people that say they hate Jeff Gelman's training, so you, you hate positive reinforcement training? You hate clicker training? You hate luring? Really? Huh. That's what I do. Okay. Then we go to the proofing stage. The proofing stage, the reward disappears, and now you go to the concept of avoiding the correction. And anybody that knows anything, anything about basic obedience to advanced obedience to behavior modification understands the concept of avoiding the correction. It is a very common philosophy around the world to anybody that does either high-level obedience or behavior mod. It's very, very common. I'm not the only one that does it. Thousands of dog trainers around the world do it. The people that say they hate me do it. I know they do. They deny it, but they do. Why? Food fails. It always fails. It's just the way the world works. So what you're going to do is, is now you get to the point where you proof the dog on known commands that it would normally break just so you can say no and correct. And that's one of the big things that just gets so like, why would you set the dog up for failure? Mm. It's like, cause that's the way the world works. There's always going to be a kid running by a skateboard, yeah. another dog. Just watch our videos, watch our videos. Next. 
Katie, um, I'm having problems getting my GSD to walk behind my left leg. Mm. I have the green to graduate. I'll let you, I'll let you hit that one. The inner circle might be good inner for them. The inner circle is a program we have coming up for people who are actually enrolled in some of our courses. And you might just need like a little bit of extra like coaching from Jeff and I. It starts up in September. It goes for four weeks. We meet once a week with a group of people. You send six, us videos. Six to eight people. Six to eight people. Yeah. It's very small. Uh, you send us videos. We watch you. We give you tips. We make videos to help you. Um so it's very interactive. If you're interested in something like that, I'll post the link to it. Mm. But also work on your spatial pressure. That's going to be the biggest thing that gets the dog Good behind point. you. Thank you like for really start. I know we did like a whole little segment on the spatial pressure. So we'll just focus on that a little bit more before you start even introducing yeah. tools to the dog. Yeah, that's really good. So to, to expand a little bit on the Green to Graduate, um, the, the Green to Graduate course is limited to six to eight people. It meets once a, um, uh, once a week. It's an hour and a half. We, you literally send us videos. Joelle and I will literally make videos for you. Literally, like for you specifically, we send them to you. There's a Google Drive for the group. So instead of us with this one-way conversation like this, it's all done on Zoom. And if you sign up before August 1st, Ooh. you save 30% with the code EARLYBIRD. So yeah. we'll post that. Yeah. It's great. It is wonderful. It's a game changer. It is a game changer. All right. Awesome. Awesome. I'm just posting. Okay, cool, cool, cool. One. And if any of you else out there also has a place where you like to host a two-day problem-solving seminar, which, by the way, I've been doing for eight years. Um, I've done over 250 of them. I average 26 a year. This will be my ninth year. But I've done seminars even before those problem-solving seminars that were just called other things, but we do a lot of seminars. So we're back on the road in 2023. We actually might do one or two more at the end of 2022. Next. Sam, hi guys. I just want to say thank you for the seminar yesterday. I learned so much. The whole experience was awesome. I can't thank you enough. I'm the one with the whining cocker spaniel. Oh my gosh. That was some pretty intense. So time. yeah. So, well, I'm, I'm, all I want to say is Sam, I am very, very proud of you for yeah. number one, for showing up, yep. for exposing yourself. This person did not take off their clothes, guys. These are not those type of seminars. Okay. But, but you're vulnerable because you're showing, you're like, you're showing like your badly behaved dog is there. Mm -hmm. And it's such a supportive community. These seminars, yeah. like, no, I think, did Sam say that? They thought they were going to be the worst dog there on the way back in. Did you hear that? No, you came in no, before No, that was me. the other, the terrier. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so, but it's such a supportive group and I'm so proud of the attendees. Yeah. And all I can say is we, we did, we finished that seminar 24 hours ago and we've already got half a dozen responses from people unsolicited, um, just emailing us saying amazing teaching, amazing content and amazing results. And they're seeing the results already. I, you know, again, no matter what you hear from all this bullshit out there, mm -hmm. all the haters, it's like, it is what it is, what it is. People are responding to lies, what they hear, supposedly hear, or little edited videos. Next. Sam, hi guys. Oops, I already read that. Sean said virtual virtual. Virtue signaling, signaling at its finest. Yeah, I call it, Sean, I call it assholery at its finest. 
Paulinka, you guys are the best. The leisure activity workshop was awesome. We achieved so much. Rumi is so much improved, and we are out there training several times a day, and nice. he's healing so well on a loose leash. Who said that? Who said that? Paulinka. Oh, Paulinka. Hi. How are you? You know what? Um, I'm really proud of you. I mean, I'm proud of everybody. I'm really, really proud of everybody. And I love those seminars. That was they, a good one yesterday. That was too. a good one. And by the way, we video so Joelle. Who's actually struggling with carpal tunnel tunnel syndrome really from that from holding the video camera? Okay, so that seminar was videotaped. Did you do 100 of it? Just about. Yes. So that is going to actually be turned into a course. That seminar will be available. Yep. And it's going to be up. You know, most probably like, in September. Probably up in September. I need a while. Though, yeah, because we're we're heading for Greece tomorrow for three weeks, um, and uh, it's going to be um, up on our academy, and you're going to see what we do. And I think the most important thing is not the physical aspect of what we did. It's actually the you you even that was, that was your that was your mental note to me was just the, the spoken word that was said on the theories oh, yeah. on the theories. So um, so proud of you for for filming it. Proud of you for doing a great. Um, uh, Joelle, like, talk, is, like, talk, really talking about the person that um, had a hard time with um, getting the dog behind her or him. That was uh, Joelle did that actual module. She actually did the loose leash module, which were some combination of remote collar, which actually got dogs to walk behind. And this is the thing. Everybody thinks it's this harsh thing we do. It's like, if you're hearing that, absolutely with certain behaviors, there is harshness. And anybody that's in the industry knows that. But it's so gentle and almost like choreographed dance-like, especially what Joelle did, that it's like, you'd be really surprised. People would be really surprised. Next. Um, Haiti said, perfect. Um, let's see. Sawblade Entertainment. Do you happen to know how a palm compares to a GSD when it comes to training? A Pomeranian? Wanting, they're pretty drivey dogs, actually. They can be, but Uh, there's a size difference. Wanting to do CGC and stuff like that with advanced obedience. Figured it might be slower, but still trainable. No. They're definitely trainable. Yeah, they're definitely trainable. They're actually very eager to work. I I think a lot of people get them, though, and think that they're just like these little... yeah house pet hamsters, but they actually like to work. So I think dogs. this is the thing, Sawblade. Um, unfortunately, girl, a lot of you know girl. I haven't made a public announcement. Um, I mentioned it on some of my social media, but girl, um, unfortunately passed this week, right before we, two days before we left for um, back to Rhode Island. She was almost 12 years old and um, she got sick and she couldn't beat the sickness. She was also almost 12 and slowing down. And she was at the point where she couldn't eat anymore. She was in lots of pain and it was time for her to go. Um, and I haven't really like written anything yet or put it up on social media, but girl, um, girl is older than Angelo. Um, Angelo, um, uh, my son, um, the first dog he ever pet was girl. Um, the first dog he was ever introduced to was girl. Um, girl has seen Angelo literally every crawl and step of the way. And uh, it was a rough day. It was a rough day. And um, that was uh, Monday, Sunday or Monday. Sunday. It was Sunday. It was a week ago now. It's been a week. And I haven't really, you know, made it public yet. But I've mentioned on a couple of forums. So, Did yeah. you answer the question, though? The, the question is, uh, the answer is I'm looking for another GST myself. And I think it's like, I love to off-leash um, bike. I like to take my dog swimming in the ocean, swimming pool, hike, um, play chuck it. 
And I'm not saying you can't do those things with a palm, but I think it's more about like, what do you want to do with your dog? That just like get to CGC. Any dog most likely can get their CGC. It's more about a lifestyle. Um, it's also more about like, you know, how much dog food do you want to feed your dog every day? Next. Craig, hi, we have a 14 week old German shepherd been overly playful and biting our other, our older pugs. What is the best way to stop the dominance, please? Thank you. Both. So let's not call it dominance. Let's just call it unacceptable behavior. All right. Let's just call it that just to make it easier and let's not put labels on it. Let's even though unacceptable behavior, I guess, is a label, right? Um, I would just bonk the dog. Say no, bonk. All right. Next. Colleen, hi. I love all your advice. Made my life with my German Shepherd better. Good. My problem is when I walk my Shepherd and Pug together, the Pug will bark and try to bite any dogs we go by. Mm. Only when walked together. I feel a prong collar is harsh for a Pug. Advice? No, it's not harsh for a dog. Your dog, your dog, if it did make contact with a bite, would be harsh for the other dog. So my question would be is, why is a prong collar harsh for your Pug? when whatever collar or harness, you might even be using a harness because a lot of people do for a pug. Why is the pulling on that walking device not harsh? Why is the, the psychological issue, why is the dog's state of mind, why is the dog's anxiety, why is the dog's arousal not harsh? Is it also fair to the GSD? Is it also fair to the community? Is it also fair to you, the owner of the dog? So you can use a prong collar on a Frenchie, on a Boston Terrier, on a Chihuahua. You can use a remote collar on all those dogs as well. And um, it's it's not harsh. But, but also there should be a correction. There has to be. So you are going to be firm but fair with your pug. Next. Rebecca, I've been working with my dog on an e-collar for reactivity. He's made a lot of progress. We almost never get the lunatic lunging vocalizing anymore. Good. Now when we walk by a dog, he walks in a heel but seems so nervous. He yes. clings to my leg. Yep. lots of lip licking and hackling. Yep. I'll take it any day over the Cujo he used to be, but ultimately I'd love him to be neutral and yeah. relaxed. Does this come with more practice or is there anything I can do to help him be less nervous? Yeah, believe it or not, I did a post today about working with nervous dogs. So all of that, who, who said that by the way? Rebecca. So Rebecca, remember back in the day when your dog was um, reactive? Okay, what you're seeing now is the real dog. The reactivity was how your dog dealt with all that. So now what you need to do is you can actually correct that hugging your leg. You actually can make sure your dog is in a better heel. Believe it or not, the remote collar is going to be your best friend. You can actually start doing spatial pressure exercises. So we have a course called Walk the Walk. And that's what, 30, $37. $37. It's also part of the Green to Graduate course on our academy. I think Joelle's going to put it up right now. And what I would do is um, I would look at the course, see if you want to buy it, but it is a game changer. It's a game changer. So what you're going to do is you're going to work your dog through the anxiety through a series of obedience, but also corrections. And that's what people struggle with is correcting a dog that's nervous, maybe fearful, but it's like, well, you can't reward it, right? Next. Tecolata. Uh, hi, Jeff and Joelle. What a surprise to catch you on a Sunday. Almost missed you. Glad you're going on vacation. Have fun. Yeah. 
yeah, we'll still be working from there. But yeah, this will be, this will be, um, we're going to document it. Don't worry. You'll see us. You'll see us. Sid, hey, Sunday surprise. Thanks, guys. Yeah, who knew? Who knew? You know, we thought today was the day of the Lord, but it's the day of Jeff and Joel next. But the Lord's watching. It is the Lord's day. I, I just said the Lord's watching. Diane, I was thinking of ordering the ultimate leash. I would like the idea of a backup to the prong. Do these type of leashes interfere with giving a correction? No. If you're, is that Sean's leash? Sure. Yeah, I think. Well, any of those two, like the like, I get it. The built-in backups. What the way they they should be designed is when you give a pop, the backup doesn't activate. Next. Uh, Tecalata said, "Oh no, girl, so sorry for your loss." Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. Lynn said, "So very sorry to hear yeah. girl." Has thank passed. you so much. I appreciate it. Sawblade Entertainment. Yeah, on YouTube, it looks like videos of palms just looking cute, and I'm wanting a dog to work. And sorry for your loss. Thank you. Just remember that's YouTube. Okay. That's YouTube. So I, I would, I would, I don't know, check it out. Foster a palm. See how it goes. See how it goes. Definitely two different mindsets, two different, like everything, the dog bed, the crate, the amount of food, the like traveling, like, you know, everything's going to be different. Everything's going to be different. Next. Jeff, I'm so sorry about girl. My heart goes out to you. Thanks. Much love. My clients have nice GSDs from Tiverton. Great dispositions. I'll get info if you desire. Yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. Yeah. I'm down south most of the time now, but I would drive and pick one up and bring one back, you know? So yeah, I'm looking for at least a one-year-old, uh, a one-year-old um, shepherd. Um, it's got to be structurally sound. Like don't send me shepherds from rescue. You can, but I've yet to find a, and a lot of people are going to be like, so I, this whole adopt, don't shop, I actually don't buy into it at all. I don't believe in it. Um, I think you should, I think you as an owner should be able to get a dog from anywhere you want to. But if somebody can find me a structurally sound, so that means their body is sound. Okay. Their body, there's, their body is sound, tested, x-rayed. Um, they're at least one years old and they are mentally sound meaning they have their shit together. They're on the normal learning curve. They're not whiny like a lot of these shepherds are from anxiety. Also, they need to be drivey. Also, they can't have a lot of fear. So I purchase my German shepherds. Now you purchased, a lot of people, they call that adopting, but no, you purchase as well. It's a financial transaction. Let's call it what it is. Let's call it what it is. You just purchase for less than I do. And you purchase from a different place than I do. But, you know, there's a lot of people that are like, oh, yeah, I adopted a dog at eight weeks old from the shelter. I'm like, eight weeks old? You, that's what you get from a breeder. You know, so I get it. I, I, I get what it is. But I'm looking for a specific dog. Next. Pain. My dog recently just got attacked by, oh, wait, I think I skipped one. Mm. I did. Robert. Hope all is well with all. I still so appreciate meeting you and working with Kane, mm. my 205-pound mastiff. Yeah, I remember that North dog. Dakota. I still watch videos, learning something all the time. Thank you both so much. You're welcome, Robert. And we'll be back in North Dakota, possibly. We've been oh, in, really? We've been invited back. He has a whole new training center. Oh. He doubled the size of his building. Wow. He's on a rampage. Yeah. Him. Yeah, so we've been invited back to Fargo. We just have to think logistically. We're going to be doing probably only a dozen seminars instead of 26 seminars, 24 seminars. So we have to strategically figure out where we're going to be just because of just travel, travel, because it's all going to be flights. There's not going to be RVs. Yes. Okay. Pain. My dog just recently got attacked by two dogs. Mm. He didn't get bitten. I body blocked the dogs the best Good I could. Good for you. Proud of you. Any advice what to do if it ever happens again? Yeah. Yeah. You can carry a hiking stick, a golf club, a, um, you can keep, uh, there's a cane that has the actually uh, um, 
stun gun on the end of it. Kick the dogs. Kick them and kick them hard. Kick them with intent to harm. If anybody has a problem with that, if anybody has a problem with defending their dog themselves, their family from off-leash charging dogs, I feel bad for your dog, you, and your child. Because you should be defending your family, which includes your dog, with your life. And there is no, nothing I would not do, nothing I would not do to keep my family safe. Nothing. I don't think I need to say that anymore. Next. Um, Sarah just got here. Sorry. Can you tell me a tip or two to help my dog who gets overly stimulated by even seeing another dog? Mm. Hackles up for several minutes after the other dog is even out of sight. Yeah. So we've got a pretty long protocol for that, Sarah. Um, what you probably should do is, if you haven't gotten our Green to Graduate and scroll up through the questions, there's a post on the Green to Graduate link. You start there. It also has a walking course. What you need to do is you have it, the dog is aroused. You have an aroused dog. So what you need to do is learn more about how to bonk a dog. If you don't know how to learn how to bonk a dog, go to my YouTube channel, look up how to make a bonker on my YouTube channel in my search box. I just say that because when you put it out to Google, you'll get millions of answers. When you put it up on my video, you only get like one or two or three. Um, and what I would do is start there and we do a, something called the pre-walk punisher. And it sounds like your dog is not connected with you when it sees another dog. And the goal is for your dog when it sees another dog to yield more to you and to not be as aroused. Next. Um, Donna, hi, I've been training my six month old boxer with your green and graduate program. It's been amazing. I'll have him on a slip in the vet's office. I forgot to put his prong collar on. Gets overexcited when a dog comes in, same waiting area, pulling, not listening, yep. whimpering. I stepped on the leash to get him to lay down. Of course, that didn't work. No. He kept getting up. Yeah. How would you correct this in public? Would you use a remote collar and pop with a prong collar? Yeah. Should I be modest? I know he's a puppy. No, yeah, um, your first your first selection. Your first, um, uh, not selection, but uh, suggestion of prong collar remote. Yeah. Just bring the, the 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 vet office is like the ultimate, the ultimate. So you need the most leverage. So use your prong, use your remote next. Um, Sid said they are beautiful dogs. Raw feeding breeder does testing on them. Not whiny here. Seem balanced to me. Okay, yeah. Send me their info. Send me their info. Melissa, love your thoughts on breeders versus rescue. Some people shop at Goodwill or Walmart. Some people shop at department stores. Yeah, I mean, I shop at Walmart. And I also own a very pricey car. I also own a very pricey G, uh, GMC um, SUV. What do I want? What do I need it for? What, how much value do I put on that item? So, you know, this shirt that I'm wearing here is, I think it was 1099. I got it on sale. All right. These shorts, I love these shorts. They're very, they're very specific to my needs to where my wallet goes, my phone goes. I know it sounds crazy, but it's like, very I, particular I'm, I'm very particular now with my shorts. Now that I found these shorts, I'm paying a premium price for shorts. Next. Lynn, trying to get my girl to take food on a short walk as training for more engagement. She takes it out for a little while, then spits it out or just refuses to take it. Any suggestions to help her? Yeah, I think Lynn, I think 
the food on the walk is the one place that's really, really difficult to do, especially in motion. What I think it's really important that people need to do is they need to work on their leash handling skills, their leash handling skills. And um, once you start learning on your leash handling skills, and again, I'm going to, you know, I don't want everybody to have to spend money with us. Like I love giving out free content. But the reason why we put our courses together, because again, I think this is the fifth time we've recommended this, because everybody needs help. In our Green to Graduate program, it's $197. It's cheaper than a one-hour consult um, with us. It's cheaper than going to most trainers. You will get more information from this Green to Graduate course for $197 than your average dog training six to eight session course. So um, we will help you there. So I've got a lot of free videos on our YouTube channel, but I'm going to always like refer back to the green to graduate next. Donna, I didn't have anything but a slip lead. He usually wears his remote collar out and about. That was like it took a second part though. Is that the, um, the dog in the vet? The vet, yes. I see. Oh, so I so I did say um, to bring your tool, have your dog on tools next time. Sarah, yes, definitely. Thank you so much. We'll check that out after this live. Awesome, awesome, Sarah. Kim, at what point do you decide that some whining in the crate is tolerated? <laughs> One-year-old border collie whines in the crate. Yeah. E collar amps up on low levels, high levels yep. vibrate, momentary, continuous. It I does know. not matter. I know. Pull out of the crate and bonk, and minutes later, he's whining again. Double down as well. Kim, man, do I feel for you. That is probably Joelle's like kryptonite. Yeah, that's pretty bad. I can't handle whining. Yeah. Um, Those I, dogs go in another room. Yeah. So we have dogs that we have tried. Okay. Oh, have you tried a squirt bottle? Have you tried to believe it or not, a squirt mm -hmm. bottle? We have dogs that blow through, not just on whining. We have dogs that blow through, even aggression. They blow through the highest level on a remote collar and a little squirt bottle. Squirt, squirt, squirt. That's like, oh my gosh, don't do that ever again. You know, um, so uh, try that. Try the squirt right. bottle. Yeah, next. Diane, I've learned to keep a bonker on my couch. The minute Wyatt reacts to seeing a dog on the TV, I whip the bonker at him. Works great. Awesome. Diane, say, make sure you always say no first. Before any punisher, you always say no. Because all we're really trying to do, Diane, right, is teach our dogs what no means. We want no to be the dog to go, holy fucking shit. Things are about to happen. It's like, I know they are. Next. Sarah, any plans to come to Texas soon? Yeah. Actually. Yeah, we just announced. Oh, you, Sarah, you just came on. Yeah. We're going to be in Austin. We're negotiating right now. We're thinking, do we actually come to Austin in November or December of this year, which is month 11, month 12, which is still five months away, yeah. six months away, no, four months away, I mean. We can probably promote it enough. Or do we wait until January, February? We, inside venue climate controlled. Mm -hmm. So we actually will be, um, we will be in Texas probably within the next, I guess that would be six months. Six months probably yeah. the next six months we'll be in Texas. We'll be in Austin, out south of Austin, Texas, um, in a beautiful facility um, on 400 acres where you can actually shoot guns if you wanted to. So bring your rifles. You can go scoot shooting, ski shooting if you wanted to. Next. Donna said, thanks, Jeff and Joelle. Oh, you're welcome, Donna. JB, hey, guys. Jared from Salon. Is that right? Solon. Shit. Solon. It needs like a U to make it soul. It's so funny. We're, it's so funny. We're going to Greece. 
We're going, we're Sorry for your loss, Jeff. Early bird code on the inner circle is not working. Any ideas? Ooh, that's not good. Really? Are you doing it all lowercase? You better get. You better fire off something to Tony on that one. I made the code. All right, she's gonna check right now. I'm gonna move on to the um, to the uh, to the questions. Um, it's so funny because we just downloaded Google Translate for Greece, and it's like you should probably Solon. You should probably. Solon? So and you should probably so you'll say so when in there English to English yeah. say salon and they'll probably say hair salon though, so it's not hair salon. Um, it says it's active. So yes, yeah, squirt bottle with vinegar in it. Don't don't I wouldn't do vinegar. Just don't just do regular squirt bottle. Also try plastic grocery bag. Shaking it scares the crap out of him. He actually showed his teeth to me, ramped them up. So I said no and corrected that. I just don't know want to do, want to do too much to cause him to be afraid of me. Um, well, Kim. I don't really want necessarily dogs to be overall afraid of me, but fear is a powerful motivator. This is what really gets the haters out, okay? Fear is a powerful motivator. Jeff uses fear for dog training. I'm like, if you even think about biting my kids, I'm going to instill fear in you. If you think about going after another dog, I'm going to instill fear in you. If you think about biting me, I'm going to instill fear in you or other people. So there is a time and a place for fear. And anybody out there that works with extremely difficult dogs understands these concepts. Now, do we do it for like simple things? No, but people need to start putting things into context and stop taking these fucking sound bites and generalizing them across over our body of work because it comes across as you're an idiot. You look stupid. The marketplace thinks you look stupid. So many consumers are watching these folks on social media that bash other trainers and they get, trust me, they get lots of people, followers. They get the whole, yeah, so-and-so, da 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 But I assure you, they get a ton of people that go, you're a dick. And they leave. Next. Can, yes, squirt bottle with vinegar in it. Also tried plastic grocery I did bag. that one already. I read that one while you're making the oh, code. You did. Yeah, okay. while you're making the code. Yeah. Sarah said nice, great news. Great. Sheba, I can attest to the squirt bottle. I've seen a reactive dog who doesn't give a shit about the highest level correction or <laughs> a firm bonk. But yeah. a little bit of water, yeah. game over. Yeah. Yep. We've had those dogs. And it's so funny. We've talked about this at the, at the leash reactivity seminar yesterday. Yep. Okay, so shock collars are bad. Prong collars are bad. Bonking is bad. Using fear to train is bad. That's the narrative out there. I don't think this way. That's the narrative out there, right? But a squirt bottle, it's pretty acceptable. Mm -hmm. Correct? Am I right? It's pretty acceptable across many, many different training modalities. But the squirt bottle acts as a punisher. It stops an unwanted behavior. A squirt bottle sure as fuck isn't a reward unless the dog gobbles up the water and loves the squirt bottle. But if a dog is barking and use the squirt bottle and the dog stops, it acted as a punisher. You're using a punisher. You're using fear to stop an unwanted behavior. Mm -hmm. So you can't say squirt. So if you're against using fear, then you can't use squirt bottles. You can't use shaker cans. You can't use any of these tools that stop dogs. So get your story straight, folks. Next. 
uh, JB said yes. He tried lowercase. So I reset the coupon again. So if it doesn't work, just shoot us an email. Shoot us an email. And if it's not working, we have to get a hold of Tony because yeah. there's a bunch of people that want to sign up. But all the other coupons have been working. So it could be this, just this one. Yeah. That's why I deleted it. Yeah. Yeah. It. I and mean, it could be something. Maybe it's too big. Maybe it's too many letters. I don't know. Yeah. Next. Sarah, I don't think a squirt bottle will work for my dogs, though. They love the garden hose. I have a feeling it will be taken differently than intended, but I will try it. Good. I'm glad I'm glad that last four words were there. We'll try it, though. Good for you. There's a difference between a water hose and a squirt bottle. Now, but on, but on the flip side, I've seen dogs attack you over a squirt bottle. Yeah. So they don't take it. I agree with you. They don't, take, they don't take it as a punisher. They take it actually, they go into defense with a squirt bottle. But you don't know until you try. Next. Medusa, the kind of corso. So I have never viewed a positive training video. My sides hurt from laughing so hard. Oh, my God. Back you up more now than ever. So, I mean, if I saw someone's body of work with an unstable dog, with dangerous behaviors, and if I, and if I saw 20 of these videos minimum, I mean, I've worked with 10,000 dogs, so just give me 20. Just give me 20. And if I saw the dog with the owner at the beginning of the training, and then I saw with the trainer, obviously, all of the work they did, and then I saw the finished product, and then I saw the dog doing great with the owner, but I need to see that 20 times. Not with the trainer's dog. I see a lot of that. But then I see this dog was trained um, – with reward-only training. And it's usually a Malinois, which is like, or a Border Collie. It's usually a Border Collie or Malinois. It's like, I could train a Malinois with a tennis ball. Big fucking deal. Do you know what I mean? That's like, that doesn't help any. I'm talking about nervous, fearful, anxious, stressed, aggressive, um, afraid of the world, shut down dogs. Like, that's my arena. That's my arena. Show me that. And show it to me 20 times. And show me the owner being successful. Then we can start talking. Then we can start having a conversation. But I would love to see some of these folks that are anti-tools step into the arena of any trainer that uses remotes and learn a little bit more. Next. That's it right now. All right. So a um, little bit of a ranting going on there. Uh, because I think uh, owners are really struggling out there. Yeah. Owners are really struggling. I think more than ever. Yeah. And it's upsetting. It is. It's upsetting to see unne unnecessary struggling. Yeah. Like you don't need to struggle. Yeah. This could be over today. Now, some things do take a long time. But so many things, though, boom, one day solved. Real. Here's a great example. And then the, the thing is, if we solve it quickly, it's somehow a hack. Yes. We, we cut corners. We or it, do, or it, it, doesn't, it doesn't last. It won't last. It doesn't yeah. last. It's like, it's like no matter what you do, it's fucking uh, I personally stop jumping on people in a day. Yeah. In a day. I mean, I, I mean, in about three seconds. I personally stop resource guarding in three to five seconds. I don't manage it. I eliminate it. Mm -hmm. Like, look at the dog we used for the resource guarding guide. Yeah. Gronk, who yeah. his owner just sent us a video the other day that was like back in what, February we filmed that or something? Right. He still isn't resource guarding anymore. Right. So one day he's just going to pop off 
He might. She already was super freaking aggressive. But, but for years. Yeah. But he might. So what does she do? There's just the protocol over again. Right. That's all. Right. I mean, I all anybody has to do after the show is go on to go on to YouTube, type in competition dog fails. Just type it in. Competition dog fails. And you'll see all these highly trained dogs, which I've got mad respect for, by the way. I've got mad respect for these trainers and these dogs. But just, just for frame of reference, mm-hmm. competition dog fails. Every one of these dogs is doing a highly choreographed routine that has been practiced thousands of times. Jump over the jump, which is a skill set. Grab the dumbbell and either go around or jump back over the jump and do a front to the owner. Massive skill. Kudos to the trainer that did it. But watch how many dogs fail at it when it's competition time. Why? They practice it so many times. Because training fails. So what do they do? I don't know. That's not my arena. But I'm saying highly genetically sound dogs with great trainers or, or owners that have practiced routine thousands of times that are highly choreographed also make mistakes. Next. Um, let's see. Tecolata said, my dog is doing a default place after an out and a default out when he's sprawled out on the floor and humans need to go by. It's a relief. He's making the right decisions on his own. Thank you. You're welcome. She said everything from your free content. So that's another thing that we talked about at the seminar yesterday is we actually get dogs to make better choices. Yeah. Everybody thinks that we're like just dominating and in control. It's like, no. We saw it happen so many times too. I'm so excited that we finally got a good, like a whole seminar on video. Yeah. So people can see the changes these dogs make. Yeah. In one day. Yeah. We saw so many dogs make better choices without human interaction. Yeah. Yeah. Proud of it. Mm-hmm. Proud of them. Julie Starnes, hey there. I made hey. it late to the party, but I made it. That's okay. Hey, Julie, Julie, you You're can come in. The, you can come in at the last minute, and it's like the party starts when you get here. Sarah, we love the rant though. You two say what we feel as well. Glad to hear the passion anytime. Oh, that's nice, Sarah. Yeah. That's good. Susan, just got back from home to D.C. from your seminar yesterday. Wanted to send a huge thank you for giving us the tools we needed so badly to move toward the lifestyle we want wow. with Tito. Much love to you both. That's like the fourth. I love that dog, Tito. That's like the fourth comment. Give me a fun dog to work with. So, yeah. So, Susan and her partner. You guys did great. And her dog. And we loved meeting that dog. That dog wore a muzzle the whole time. Yeah. On the dangerous side. Owners have been working on this for two years. And I think they made a lot of progress yesterday. Oh, yeah. They came from Washington, D.C., all the way up to Providence, Rhode Island, for a one-day um, seminar. And I think it was worth it for them. It was great, it was great to see you two. I'm super proud of you two. Yep. I think you're, you're going to do great with all the new information you have. And um, um, Susan, I'm loving your new confidence because, because it was Susan that wasn't working with the dog a lot because yep. she, she lost her confidence. Yeah. I don't blame her. He's wild. Yeah, I don't blame a wild her. Man. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think. But he's capable. That's yes. The thing. He's capable. He did it. Him. He had, he had a lot of wins yesterday. Yep. Susan had a lot of wins yesterday. Yeah. Yep. You can tell she, her whole body posture and energy changed. Oh yeah. And Tito came down a couple notches. For sure. Yeah. So that was great to see. 
Next. John Doe, Jeff, I was told. <laughs> Is that really a name, Jeff? I was told by a trainer, I trust that I don't need an e-collar to get my Malamute to not dig. I just need to put a sandbox in my yard and bury her toys in it, and then she will only dig there. Okay. So I guess that's the answer. I don't know. Try it and see. So all I can say is this. I got this little Google translator here that I got on my phone because I'm going to Greece for three weeks. Oh, and I'm going to learn how to say um, basic commands. I'm going to learn a little bit of Greek. Hello, goodbye, thank you. You know, how to order basic food dishes. I you know, what think he was. Um, I was so, well. so anyway, I'm not going to forget English. So you're going to teach the dog to dig in the sandbox. Are they going to forget to, does that mean they're not going to dig in the yard unless you correct them for digging in the yard? So for me, I would do step one, correct for digging in the yard. Step two, give your dog a sandbox. But guess what? Do dogs need to dig? Ask yourself that question. Do they have to dig? Or ask yourself this question. Do they have to dig on your property? Next. Um, Sarah said, yikes. Imagine the mess that would make. Oh, with the sandbox? It might. Probably, though. You'd probably have to refill that sand a lot because all the sand would, would probably come, come out. Unless you made really high walls. Just try it and see. Yeah. I mean, but all I know is this, all the neighborhood cats would probably piss in it. Next. Um, that's it right now. 649. Mm. So who whoever tried to get the um the code for the um inner circle. Inner circle, try it again and let us know if it's yeah. working. If it's not working, we've got to figure something out. Yeah. Gotta figure something Weird. out. Uh, okay, let's see. Samantha, I have a dog, never showed signs of aggression, but started attacking a few puppies in the house. Now I feed him only in his cage, advice. Okay, so your dog was, was that, so Samantha, was your dog, uh, is that when the attacks happened over food? So your dog's resource guarding? So what happens is if the dog's eating, puppy comes up to it and it attacks the dog. Mm. Um, so what I would, what I would suggest, first of all, we, first of all, we can eliminate that problem. Absolutely. We, we do resource guarding like daily. We do resource guarding. Um, I love actually stopping resource guarding because resource guarding dogs are put down for. And I don't think that's fair because you can stop it in three seconds. So we, we physically disengage the dog and we mentally disengage the dog from resource guarding. Dogs resource guard anything they deem valuable, including humans. So what I would do is um, uh, watch our resource guarding video, which we have free on YouTube. Um, and then also probably a good idea to feed your dog in the crate anyway. Next. Elizabeth, oh, 499 from Ashley. Jumping on late. Good to see you both. Owners need to understand that their dogs can revert backwards if not kept in check with what they've learned. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's another thing, Ashley. That's a good question. A good, I'm good, a good statement. Good statement. And um, probably talk to Ashley about doing a seminar out in her place too. Oh, definitely. Yeah, Ashley, we're, we're planning. We might do some seminars in 2022. Ashley. But let's talk about doing something in 2023, definitely. Um, so Not probably, in February again. Every freaking year we say February and then it's cold as shit. Yeah, March. Can we do March, please? Yeah, yeah. Definitely do we're March. We're like, it'll be fine in February. No, and then I don't, we're all like this. 
bundled yeah. up yeah. freezing. Usually never is. If we were walking around, it would be fine, but we're not. We're sitting, we're sitting there. Yeah. March is safer. Yeah, definitely. Um, good to see you, um, Ashley. Um, Elizabeth. Uh, Elizabeth said, my dog does not want to do his business outside anymore. So I'm usually not the pee poop guy. It's not my expertise. I don't have a lot of experience with that. That's usually not what I do. We have dogs that just, we, we take outside on a schedule. Um, so what we do, um, we got Samantha. I forgot to ask that question. Elizabeth. Elizabeth, sorry. Elizabeth, what we do is we take our dogs on a routine schedule. We have a feeding schedule, a watering schedule, and a potty schedule. And we um, always have our eyes on our dog. And then we take them to the same potty spot, have them go to the potty spot. Stand out there and wait. Stand out there and wait. And if they don't go to the bathroom, put them back in the crate. Next. Man, Van, Man Vinder said, yo, what's up? Hey, a lot of good, great things. A lot of great things are up. Had to degrees, planning seminars, working on virtual um, classes, getting social media up, meeting with staff tomorrow. Uh, uh, training center is doing great. A lot of great things. Sawblade Entertainment went to a community dog show yesterday. It was sad how little the dogs were trained. So I feel like when I get a dog, I could easily win it. LOL. Yeah. The bar, saw blade, the bar is set really, really low. Like really low. Like having a dog do even a 15 minute downstay around high levels of distractions is like amazing to people. And to me, it's like, like try two hours. Like I remember... Uma, one of my personal dogs, I used to take her. This is back when I raced. And um, I would take her to like a, a road race. And I would literally put her right where the runners went by. And I would just put her in a downstay and I would actually walk away from her. Hmm. And all these runners came flying by her. Nice. Yep. And I once tried to put her in a downstay in the middle of a parade, but they kicked me out. No shit. Yeah. But I used to do all kinds of fun things like that with Uma. Because she had um, probably one of the best downstairs I've ever trained a dog. Yeah. Man Vendor said, does your Patreon have recordings of your seminars? No, they don't. We're going to be putting them up on our um, – but Patreon is great, though, because Patreon, it's $10 a month. There's there's snippets of the seminars, but – No full seminar. The full seminar will be on our Academy probably mid-September. Yeah. I mean, we'll, to late September. We'll, we'll edit it for time. Because yeah. it was eight hours. Yeah. So it'll probably only be a two or three hour video. Mm, I'm thinking more like four or five. Really? Holy shit. Yeah. This will be a four or five. You're not going to, you're going to cut out the pizza eating at lunch, right? I didn't record that. Yeah. That's what I mean. It was a joke, first uh, of all. Yeah. Yes. Next. It's going to be a longer one for yes. sure. But, but, but joining the Patreon. I won't put in duplicate um, protocols either. Like if we're obviously showing a bunch of dogs working on reactivity, I'm not going to show it with each dog because it's the right. same protocol right. for every dog right but joining patreon um okay. joining patreon is a good thing because it's ten dollars a month you do see clips of and sound bites of past seminars you also will see um you also get four zoom rooms which are great um which are q a live face to face you get 20 percent off of all of our seminars 20 percent off of all of our classes 20 percent off of um um our, our uh, consults. So it's 10 bucks a month. Next. Kim, how would you motivate a dog that has no motivation? 
doesn't care about food or toys or praise, was a rescue and don't know her past. Mm. But she's super sweet, friendly, great with people and dogs. Awesome. Zero motivation when it comes to working. Good. So you actually don't need to know the dog's past. Um, that's where you're going to use your leash handling and your remote collar skills. I mean, you can, build, you can still build a really good relationship with a dog if you choose to with leash handling and remote collar. So there's a lot of dogs that just don't take food. They won't work for food. They're not interested in food. Next. Sawblade Entertainment. Roommate was worried about getting a dog because his parents have bad dogs, but showing him your videos, he feels more okay with it after seeing what a dog can be. Yeah, I think we, we, we often say that we talk about this, actually. We've been talking about it a lot. I mean, yeah. every time we actually take our dogs out, we're like, man, people just don't know how just awesome don't know. how awesome it is to have dogs. I mean, every morning in Florida and every night in Florida, I run Weston Tex off-leash on my bike. And it's just like we take them to the beach. We take them on hikes. We take them into outdoor cafes and downstay them. Um, we... You know, I've traveled the country with my dogs in my RV. Um, I think people just don't know how awesome their dogs can be. Yeah. Next. Donna, both my boxers wear e-collars. Would you use this for correction if one is being way too rough with play? The six-month-old will sometimes run after him and bite at his ankles and legs, and the other can't always get away. Mm. I have a lot, a lot of times will say, hey, really loud and correct that way. I admit I've used the remote to correct them. I just want to know if that is right or if it's only confusing them. Individually, it's hard to know if it's just playing yeah. or if the puppy is being bratty. Well, you should teach the dog the out command, and you can have the dog out away from the other dog, out away um, the other from the other dog. So what I would do is, um, but you would absolutely use the remote collar, though. But train out next. Sarah, can either of you name your favorite training story? Is there one that comes to mind where a dog surprised you in their recovery or whatever they need help with? Probably that dog Creed. It was intense. That's your first, that's your favorite? I don't know. There's so many. I've There's so many. 10,000 like, dogs wow. around the world. Um, Stanley. Stanley is a dog that came to me eight years ago. Collie mix, spent 23 hours a day on a dog bed. The other hour of the day, if he was outside trying to get back to the dog bed, Stanley didn't want to move from the dog bed. He was afraid of everything. Stanley came to us afraid of the world. No food motivation, barely ate anything. No toy, no happiness. He was a really miserable dog. This is the way he came. Stanley didn't respond to any reward-based training whatsoever. Didn't care about anything. Literally didn't care. Stanley would be turned away from most training centers. A lot of people are surprised by that. It's like, trust me, I've been doing this business long enough. I know what dogs are turned away from uh, um, training centers and how many of them are. So one day I said, Stanley... It's been a week. We've been going through all these protocols. This is when I train dogs actively at the center, which I'm not doing anymore. Um, we've been doing these protocols long enough. And I went to compulsion. And compulsion is literally old school yank and crank. Remote collar work, 
firm leash pops, everything. And that's how I was trained 20 years ago. And it was highly effective and it still is highly effective. And we've gone the opposite way. And there has to be a happy medium. There's a time and a place for that. And on that day, on day eight, Stanley said, hey, guess what? I know all this stuff. And literally on day eight, Stanley's life turned around. And on day eight, moving forward, Stanley was happy to work. And this is back when we did three-week boarding trains. So two weeks later, Stanley was a different dog. Stanley belonged to a military family. He was a Navy helicopter pilot. He trained, he trained Black Hawk helicopter pilots for the military. That was, his, that was the owner of this dog. And then he moved to San Diego. Um, and the latest photos were, put it this way, one of the first photos we had of Stanley was Stanley walking outside. The owner responded to that picture. The money is already well spent. Literally taking their dog for a walk was worth the price of admission. We're talking back then, $3,500 just to have that dog walk. That's how, that's how shut down this dog was. Yeah. Now he goes with well, the latest photos that I've gotten. I don't even know if Stanley's still alive. The latest photos I've gotten is um, he backpacks with his owners. He goes everywhere with his owners. He is not afraid of anything. He loves the world. He yeah. loves people. He loves dogs. He loves life. So I think Stanley, the reason why Stanley is one of my favorite stories is because it, it hits me at my core of why I do the work that I do is to rehab these dogs so their lives can be opened up with their owners and their owners can live a wider life with their dogs, going more places, doing more things and truly enjoying their dog. And that is my oxygen. So I think that's my favorite story. All right, 701, both of us are madly in love with you. And our next show will be from Greece. And we love you. Good night. Bye-bye.